you know what, I'm here, I'm protected, I'm safe. And that was, you know, just go with it. Just yeah. do it. Continue to do what you're doing and everything will be okay. Hi and welcome to another episode of Casting Light. Stories of recovery and hope that happen right here at Guiding Light. I'm Phil Tower, your host for this podcast, and it's a pleasure to be with you. We also want to remind those of you that are listening, we have a special match, uh, thanks to a very generous donor for the month of July. So if you're listening to this episode in the month of July, you want to stay tuned because we're going to tell you about a special opportunity where you can make a gift to Guiding Light and the programs here at Guiding Light, and that will be matched by a very generous donor. It's my pleasure to welcome on this episode a big, important guy here at Guiding Light. He's the kitchen director, and uh, his name is Alan, and he has um, agreed to join us in this episode of Guiding Light, where I promise we're not going to talk about food nor read the menu for this week. By the way, is that a hard thing to do, come up with a menu every week? No, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. We may get into that. The reason Alan is with us on this episode of Casting Light is because Alan, at one point, uh, went through the recovery program here at Guiding Light. And how long ago was that, Alan? I came in the second week of June of last year. Okay, so recently. Mm -hmm. During COVID. Right, when it started, yeah. Okay. Can you walk us through that process of you were dealing with an addiction and you decide, I, I need to seek help, and you walk through the doors at Guiding Light? Walk us through in your mind, or what, what happened that brought you here? Well, I was in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, and I was in a rough way. And I decided to end everything, and uh, it didn't work out. You were so, going to take your life. Yes. So when I came to, I looked up and says, all right, I'll go get some help. So wow. that's when I actually talked to God for the first time. And um, did you Do you think you heard his voice? Not then, no. But you just said, hey, this is this, obviously this is a sign. That was it. And then um, I sat at a on the street, didn't even know what day it was, waiting for a bus, and ended up at the hospital three hours later on a bus and uh, told them what I did, and then I went through the detox and all the, the whole nine yards with the seizures and everything. And then they asked me to go to Pine Rest, and I said, sure. And I did like 72 hours at Pine Rest, and they said, would you like to go to Guiding Light? And I said, sure. So I called somebody, and during those times, I did get a hold of a human here. Good. And he says, when can you be here? And they put me in a cab, and I showed up in Grand Rapids, where I've never been before, to a torn-up street, all construction around yeah. me, had no clue what I was getting myself into, and there was this huge giant holding the door open for me, name of Brian Elvey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's a giant of a man. Yes, and I just walked in and says here i am really can you talk about those first couple of hours i mean did you know what to expect no i didn't and all the other men were on a retreat down in three rivers so i was the only one here wow and i just sat outside and read a book and um, i didn't know what to expect and then you know i was scared to death because i didn't know what was going on because you know i was on my last leg Hmm. And uh, I just sat here quietly, 
And then when I got involved to see what was going on, I was by myself in quarantine for a couple weeks. And then when I had my intense interviews with the staff, I thought for sure there's no way they're going to keep me. Mm. So I said, You thought you were going to get bounced? Oh, yeah, automatically. Why? Because that's how my life has always been. I'm not going to make the cut. Right. So I packed my stuff and sat there, and um, it was pretty intense interviews with all of them. And, um, they, uh, you know, I told myself, because I've always been a quitter and I always ran from everything. And mm -hmm. I thought I was just packed, ready to go. And honestly, I was just going to go down to down the hill to Mills and hope to God I got COVID and just died and got done with it. So your hope meter at that point is like below zero, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it was pretty miserable. And um, I got along with some of the guys, but then again, I couldn't really interact with them. So I just sat in my room and read, and um, you know the weeks, a couple weeks went by, and then um, our house manager at the time told me that I got accepted into the program, but that was like two or three days earlier, and they kind of forgot about me. <laughs> so yeah. I was shocked about that. I was relieved, and then I had to go into the motions with all the programming here mm -hmm. and the AA, and which I've never attended AA for any reason before you know i was here a good 20 30 days before the aa reading started to kick in and then in that process too i quit smoking and i started to ride the bike in here hmm. and i just really listened and then when brian Elvey, i went to his first class he was ta taught about the open heartness and then it made sense so you know i tried it and then I started to talk to God a little bit here and there. And then slowly I started to see things happen. We're talking with Alan. He's the kitchen director here at Guiding Light on our Casting Light podcast. And we're talking about his journey of recovery here at Guiding Light. Do you remember in that intake process, and there's several interviews, do you remember what the toughest thing or the thing you feared most when they asked you what that was? Well... Besides the screaming, it went to, you will never work in a kitchen ever again. Hmm. And, you know, that's I've been doing that since 16. I've owned my own restaurant before. So, so that was your background. That was cooking. it. Yeah. That was it. I've been all over the United States working in restaurant after restaurant. And, you know, I didn't understand at the time what Brian meant. And... um the day I got accepted is the day that they made me kitchen manager here for the mm -hmm. community. So then I was all twisted up in the head, wanting to know why. They told me I'd never work in a kitchen, and here they are, got me cooking yeah. <laughs> three times a day again. <laughs> they said you can't have the ball, and they threw you the ball. Right. And um, That kind of had to play with your mind. It did at first and i thought maybe they were going to see how i was going to act if i was going to get the ego back and the control issues and i felt a lot of joy and happiness because i had a huge playground with all kinds of stuff back there that yeah it's a nice kitchen nobody's touched i'm talking about with the food and all that in the freezers yeah. so i kept myself uh busy doing that and following the rules here and it took me a a while to finally not walk on eggshells around mm -hmm. here. 
do you remember that feeling, like that first day where you go, this is pretty cool, where, where you're starting to see the light, you're just thinking, this may be different? I do, because I started to get a sense of welcoming from like the staff members and stuff like that. And then people would start to actually talk to me, and because I've never had a normal conversation with anybody before. And uh, it was just starting to open up about myself and actually listening to others with their stories and their troubles. Yeah. And then, you know, it just kind of escalated from there. Alan, if, and here you are a year later, kitchen director, you look fantastic. If you look back a year, I mean, did you think you would be here no. a year ago? No, absolutely not. I, I thought for sure I was done and... That's why I wanted to, you know, commit suicide and just be in, because I didn't want to go back out there and restart my life all over again. Mm -hmm. And now that I have the chance to, now I know how to restart my life and don't rush into it. And just, you know, when when the words, the cliches, they say it AA one day at a time, I mean, it really means one day at a time. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't understand all that at once. And you had never been to AA before. No. But that, after a series of time, it brings hope. You're seeing kind of that this is different. And it, was there a point where you reach where you've, you've said, this doesn't feel like recovery anymore? It feels like I'm getting my life back? Yeah, there was a point probably halfway through when um, we had a meeting with the development team and this guy, uh, Brad Myers, says, you know, you get this feeling when you're walking around and you can't understand what's going on with you. And that's when you really realize that you've crossed into the serenity. And, you know, that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And then I just wanted to talk to him, like, right now. So I went yeah. through the channels. I got his phone number. And him and I talked for, like, an hour because I was feeling exactly that. And then he... He helped helped me and explained it to me, what I was going through. And then after that, I just had that sense of peace where, you know what, I'm here, I'm protected, I'm safe. And that was, you know, that was just go with it. Just do it. Continue to do what you're doing and everything will be okay. You know, I'm struck as I'm hearing you talk about that feeling of peace and serenity, Alan. You know, there are some of the most successful people in the world, millionaires, billionaires, who never have that in their entire life. What an incredible gift. If someone's listening to us right now, and the beauty of this could be anybody, it could be somebody who is an addict, it could be somebody who's struggling with trying to get clean, what would you say to that person listening right now? Maybe almost at that point where you were, where you tried to end your life? Well, you just have to be willing to give up and not be in control of yourself anymore. And if you don't believe in the higher power, then it's a good suggestion. But um, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to let things go and change everything about me. And the reason why I quit smoking is if I can't quit smoking, how am I going to quit drinking? Yeah. So I had to prove something to myself first. Yeah. So that was you that did that? Yeah. Now, somebody said you got to quit no. smoking and drinking. No. Yeah, it's a lot easier when you decide versus somebody else tells you. Right. So I kind of tested myself, and you know what? I did it, and I was all right with it. <laughs> Cold turkey? You just yeah. went? Well, four, three, two, one. Okay. Four, yeah. Like four days I quit. 
And it's probably a lot better life without the smokes these days. Yeah, because they're pretty expensive nowadays. Yeah. And, <laughs> they are. Just and to, everybody just frowns on you and looks at you crazy when you're smoking. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's so, not the same. No, it's not. It's not as cool as it used to no. be, you know, 25 or 30 or more years ago. Alan, the kitchen director from Guiding Light, is with us on the Casting Light podcast. What is, uh, what's the best part of being kitchen director these days? What's the thing you <laughs> love the most? The best part is is I don't have to worry about making a schedule or dealing with any hired help. All these guys have come in to like no experience to a lot and it keeps it exciting. And the best is, you know, what we receive on donations. Mm -hmm. I never know what I get to play with. Yeah. And that's the best part right there because I can just that's that whole place is my playground, like I said. And I have all access to it, and I can create things that amaze people, and um, I can still fulfill the calorie requirements yeah. as needed. <laughs> That's absolutely important. <laughs> Alan, this has been an absolute pleasure hearing your story of recovery, uh, because not only was it filled with stories of determination, a, a guy really at the base who he didn't give up, you really, and then the key to not giving up was you had to give up the fact that you thought you could control all of this. Right. It's such a simple concept, but such a hard thing for so many people to grasp. And thank goodness, thank God for the recovery program offered here at Guiding Light. I mentioned earlier, we've been blessed by a donor in this month of July 2021. By the way, Guiding Light's recovery services, as you just heard Alan explain, are provided at absolutely no charge to people who are seeking help from addiction. I mean, you didn't have to sign a contract to pay thousands of dollars. It happens, and that only happens because of donor support. It's around $300 a day for a person like Alan or anybody coming through the door here to receive care at Guiding Light. That is a game changer for one day, one day at a time, that you can put in front of many other days. So for the month of July here in 2021, an anonymous donor is offering a $10,000 match. It's pretty amazing. So as you hear this podcast in the month of July 2021, if you donate $100 or $200, that becomes... $200 or $400. And don't let me go too far in the math because I'll get tripped up on doubling. And you don't want that to happen. But basically, that means any donation during the month of July 2021 is doubled thanks to this very generous donor, a match up to $10,000. And you can give securely online at guidinglightworks.org forward slash give. Guidinglightworks.org forward slash give. The worst thing about talking with Alan said, I'm now incredibly hungry. I just, I was thinking about that idea of walking into the kitchen and going, what do I have to play with today? What a blast that must be. It is. It's a real honor, and uh, I'm very grateful for uh, this opportunity. One meal you love to cook and never get tired of? For myself? Yeah. Ribeye steak. Ribeye steak. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty solid choice. That's a pretty solid choice. 
Alan, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing your story of recovery. Thank you for help having me, and I hope I can help others. You have. Thank you. Kitchen Director Alan, here at Guiding Light, has been our guest in this episode of Casting Light, Stories of Recovery and Hope at Guiding Light. I'm Phil Tower. I'm reminding you, you can get this podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and we thank you for listening. Thank you.